0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of
1: media. I am Grace Campbell and I'm currently in bed, loving my life.
0: I'm Scarlett Curtis and I'm also in bed because this is the first of an exclusive bedtime episode of this podcast (laughs) in which me and Grace forget to record all day and then record in bed. (laughs) In bed at 10pm. Yeah.
1: So this is, even if you're listening in the morning, this is a sleepy episode. We are going to, bedtime story.
0: Bedtime sleepy vibes, listen to it as you fall asleep. Just to finish the intro, um, each week we check in to recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and catch up about what we've been watching, loving, hating and consuming.
1: And everything else in between and beyond. Grace, (laughs) how has it been? Um, My week's been a little bit stressful. I've been dealing with lots of stuff. I felt I haven't had enough time to to myself. I haven't done yoga, which is really sad because, like, yoga's literally, for me, the, the only thing that sort of really keeps me at bay. So I'd say happy to be in bed. I've gotten through... Today's been a really hard day, and it's the end of it now, and we're doing our podcast together, which is a really lovely way to end quite an awful day.
0: <laughs> I agree. Um... I recently completed my astrologer training, so I am now a licensed astrologer, thank you for asking, Um, and it is Gemini season, and today is the solar eclipse, and I don't quite know what that means, but I know it means shit is getting fucked up, because this has been a terrible week for me, and you, and everyone we know.
1: (laughs) We're just feeling all the things, and you know, like, loads of stuff's going on, and I think it's always really lucky when both of us are in this space at the same time because yeah. it's really nice <laughs> to feel much more normal to like call each other up and say like this is how I'm feeling. You know, mm. sometimes I just find it frustrating talking to people when I'm in a really bad way or, or I don't even know how to communicate it a lot of the time because people think I'm so happy all the time. Then so when I try and explain that I'm not feeling very good. I think it almost people almost think it's funny because everything I say or do is like meant to be funny
0: you you are also you I see that in that you are naturally funny, but a lot of stuff isn't funny and i'm I mean from a different perspective when I get low, I just completely isolate, and like we talked about this last week, but I always tell people bad things after they've happened mm and I've had a really <sighs> tough week, I've been like really unwell, and just lots of stuff and again I just don't talk about it until it's over and then when me and you chatted today it was like so lovely and I kind of wished I'd talked about things earlier in the week
1: and but Um, what do you because because I I get that I mean I I don't do that I don't do that with like you and with like my mum but hmm. I do sometimes think like when I'm in a big social situation I'm not going to talk about it right now and I'm just going to wait till I'm feeling a bit better and do you think you know we're so opposite ends of the spectrum we were talking about last week but do you think that in like not sort of telling people when it's happened it's because you know it's gonna end and it'll be much easier to say once it's over it can be so deeply triggering saying it out loud
0: a hundred percent and also like the reality is I have a very complex mental health issues and I have learned a lot I've learned a lot of really amazing coping mechanisms and ways to get myself through hard times and I think sometimes when you look for advice or look to bring people into a really complex traumatic thing that's going on with you you can it can actually end up being disappointing because to no fault of them like they don't quite understand what's going on they don't quite know what's going to help so I definitely think sometimes for me it really helps just to get through it and not I mean I find asking for advice very tricky especially because you end up getting all this different inputs and actually normally you know what you need and you know what your brain needs and what your body needs to heal and when you're getting lots of bits of conflicting advice I think that can be really damaging.
1: Yeah and I also think it can be really detrimental when people don't say the right things even though I know it's really hard to know what to say Mm. but when people say you there are so many off-key things that you hear people say when you explain you're not feeling good, and that can then make you feel so much worse. You know, like I remember once being in such a bad place, and I decided to go back on medication. And I, and I said it to someone I knew, and she was like, "Oh my god, why are you doing that? Like that's such a bad decision. You know, you don't even seem like someone who has any mental illness. Like why are you going on antidepressants?" And I was like, "This is so wild. That you're saying this to me, and it made me yeah. like shut down." So I think sometimes it's just this is why we should just talk to each other. Yeah. And basically, if you're listening. Sorry, just, just find the important. people yeah, if yeah. You're this podcast, <laughs> and you don't know us sorry about that but you should find the people who you know are gonna make you feel better because sometimes I will tell people and then they don't say what I want them to and then I'm angry at them and it's like yeah. I should just not say anything
0: me too and I've also definitely I sometimes think of it as people that are like deserving of my vulnerability which you know is sounds a bit lofty but it's like some people you give them your vulnerable open soul and they just don't respond right or they make you feel worse and I've had that in friendships I've had that in dating relationships I've had that in family relationships and there's just this really like almost cold wave that washes over me where I'm like wow I shouldn't have been vulnerable with you because you just made me feel I opened up myself to you and you just made me feel worse so I think it's just finding that small group of people that are deserving of that.
1: Yeah, it is. And I also think like um, it's just always about knowing that it's going to pass. And sometimes you don't need to talk to everyone about it. Mm. You don't have this problem. I do have this problem. And this is something I'm really working on at the moment is processing how I feel and then saying stuff after when when I feel a feeling. Because my problem in life has always been I say things impulsively and I don't actually think about what I'm trying to say or how I'm going to communicate it. So what I'm working on now, which is is so is the opposite of so many people's problems. Like so many women I know, especially like are trying to teach themselves how to say how they feel. My problem <laughs> is they say how I feel like far too much. And sometimes I should actually think about how I feel and then say it like when I'm calmer and mm-hmm. not going to like lose my rag. And sometimes I feel that way when I'm having a bad week. So I, I don't actually need to talk about it like with everyone.
0: It's just about happy medium. There's something else while we're talking about mental health that I wanted to say quickly because I've been talking to lots of people about this but everyone who follows me on the internet knows this but I was very sick as a child and um couldn't really leave the house couldn't really walk all this stuff and while I was sick I was always really like brave and happy and fine and strong and all the things we associate with like sick children and it was only when the pain Went away and I wasn't sick anymore and I wasn't in pain anymore, that I suddenly felt really low. And that was when all the anxiety came, that was when all the depression came. And I think there's a real parallel between that and what we're going through coming out of lockdown because I think everyone has spent the past 18 months waiting for this day where they can be free and they can see their friends and they can hug their grandmas and all this stuff. And then that day comes, and that's when the sadness comes and that's when the anxiety comes. And at least for me, when I went through this, when I was younger, I felt so much shame because I was like, I've been waiting for this day, my, for the last three years, how am I not enjoying it? Why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Why am I feeling like this? And what I learned through like many, many years of therapy is actually that's very normal. When you're in a trauma, your brain has to, Keep going, and you have to stay strong. And it's only when the trauma's over that all the emotions that you've been holding back really come in. And I think we're kind of going through that as a world right now. Um, and I just think it's okay if you're feeling weird or finding it hard.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I also like when like it, it, periods of my life when I've had like loads of trauma, I've kind of blacked them out. From, like I don't remember really mm. a lot around those periods and I this last this whole period has been such a blur if I think yeah. about it if I think about like the three different lockdowns they kind of I can't really tell you what's actually happened if that makes sense because it's just been so intense that we've all been adapting constantly mm. so I really agree with that because it's just it, it will be the like healing process after this I think and mm-hmm. rebuilding our lives, our lives have changed so much to the, to the point that, like, going out for dinner is so exhausting for me now.
0: I am tired all the time at the moment. Like, I had a quite a busy social week last week, and by the end of it, I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like, I have never found socialising this exhausting, ever.
1: I know. I had a day yesterday where I was, like, going around different parts of London, and then I, I was like, this is the first time in so long... That I've been like on the move I was so tired this morning like yeah. I couldn't get out of bed it's just raining and we've just everything's just different now I can't there's, there's pre-covid and now there's now so I, I do don't think- remember
0: the last 18 months I don't remember pre-covid I basically don't remember anything my brain just feels like blank for kind of the first yeah. time in my life and I think a lot of people are feeling like that um I had a yeah. lot of conversations last week with people going, like, I don't understand why I'm so anxious. I don't understand why I'm so tired. But we are all feeling that way.
1: We really are. Like I'll tell you who else gotten... is feeling that way.
0: Betty. Sutton.
1: <laughs> oh. Sutton is feeling a lot of things. Sutton is feeling, like, she is having a mad time in this season of Real Housewives.
0: But I think a lot of what Sutton's going through, which we will get to, she's acting crazy. And I think we're all acting a bit crazy right now. Coming out of lockdown is very weird and hard to navigate.
1: But do you think, because I, I don't feel we've seen enough of her to know what she's normally like. So, like, she could just be, like, quite like I think how I define it is she's very unreasonable like it doesn't look like she's listening to what other people are trying to say and even when Carl was being like you have to go and apologize to crystal like you were out of order when you accused her of kicking you and she's like what no I'm not gonna apologize it's like that's really weird because you you've basically been like really disturbing this woman I mean the bit in this episode it got so weird.
0: Okay, Crystal... I think we need to go back and recap the whole episode because okay. it was an amazing episode. It right? was. This This season is amazing. This season is incredible. So we kick off this episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at the end of where we left it last time. Um, Sutton is still upset. I don't really... Un- I still don't understand why. She's um, upset that
1: Christopher her. it. No, 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 no. She's upset because she felt left out of the prank.
0: Yes, but I think she's actually upset because Crystal called her racist.
1: Yes, but when she wakes up at the beginning of this episode, she is basically saying she's still bringing up the fact that, like, she feels excluded and Mm. obviously feels attacked by Crystal. I think it's just generally, like, not quite seeing, like, clearly what's happening around her. But yeah, I mean, it all definitely started when her and Crystal had that conversation about race.
0: I think when they had that conversation, she went into a kind of blind panic, which is, as we know, the worst thing you can do when someone's generously trying to have a constructive conversation about race with you. And I think from that moment on, she has been like just seeing red. I think she's not making much sense at all.
1: She's not right? she
0: really yeah yeah for sure but also so in
1: this episode this episode like again like my mind's quite a blur at the moment I watched it earlier today it's a really like loads happened but again it's all quite dominated by Sutton and and what's going on with her so the last episode had ended with her going into Crystal's room in the night um to give her her coat because she was obviously Sutton was like drunk and then Crystal said that she came in and she was naked and it was really weird and creepy. And then that bit, when they spoke about it, when she said the reason why I've been feeling uncomfortable when I didn't come for dinner is because you walked in on me naked in bed or naked in my room and said, what are you doing? And then it sort of almost feels like Sutton has bugged Crystal out so much, right, by, like, her behaviour in these episodes but now something like that, if any, if like someone else did that, it wouldn't be that that weird. But because it's her, she's obviously like kind of scared of Sutton because she's been like at the end of a lot of her kind of irrational thinking. And then she had this breakdown about like Sutton, you know, coming in and said it really creeped her out. And I was like, I mean, they, their relationship is really odd.
0: I think there's a lot. It's very interesting. I think there's a lot of subtext happening in this whole episode. So I think. Sutton feels very offended that Crystal called her racist. And then when Sutton gets left out of this practical joke, she piles, she uses that as a kind of mask for what she's actually angry about, which is that she was called racist. Crystal is upset that Sutton has got so defensive and is being so like, I don't see colour and all this. And Crystal has used Sutton walking on her naked as a mask mask. For that so it's almost like they're having this fight about one thing but it's actually a fight about something else that neither of them can quite bring themselves to express
1: yeah and I think maybe they don't quite know like that like it it feels like this has all happened obviously in an intense they're all in this house this mm. whole period it's all happened they're in they're together in this house and they're being filmed the whole time I think when they leave Tahoe, they mo they both might be able to actually process what's happened. It's like when you go on like a group holiday and like someone does something that irritates you at the beginning of the holiday, but you don't express it and then so you build up and you get angry and then one day on a drunken night you just go crazy at them and they're like, wait, yeah. all I did was like reach for the hummus. But like you just build it up and that's why I think they need to be a part now to like <laughs> they need process to be a part what's happening on this holiday. Like this holiday's gone on for three weeks. <laughs> I mean it's not, it's not in my life it's taken up three weeks. I <laughs>
0: Crystal hadn't even met them before. Something yeah, exactly. I will say on Crystal's defence is I used to be like a never nude person. Like I until I was like twenty three, I didn't want I didn't let anyone see me naked. Like none of my friends and my family. I just didn't I wasn't one of those people. And I remember going on holiday. With my best friend, and we were sharing a room, and she was really comfortable being naked in front of me, and it was still so scary to me. And I stood in the bathroom, and I had my towel on, and I was like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm brave enough to do it. I'm gonna do it." And then I like wrapped my towel around my waist so my boobs were on show, and like went to, went into the bedroom to like pick up a <laughs> pair of pants. But she saw. I me love that with my boobs out, and I ran back into the bathroom and was like, "I did it. I did it. I did it." She saw yeah. me naked. So. I I'll just her. say I I understand feel like if I was like that and then this crazy southern lady walked into my room and saw me naked I would freak out.
1: Yeah, hundred I, percent. I, and also this lady who's been ruining my life for like the last few days and now come into my bedroom and be like, what are you doing? You know, it sounded <laughs> like it was fucking creepy. Like that would bug me out so much.
0: Yeah um, poor Crystal.
1: I know. I mean it is just I also do think like to an extent like Sutton is something is seriously wrong. But they won't she won't be able to like realise that until I think she gets away from this trip. Um I wonder and I, if she I, is
0: gonna realise that. I wonder if we're gonna see her like because she also kept talking about how traumatic it has been moving, which, like, moving is that really That was traumatic. so yeah.
1: odd. When Crystal's so funny, then it goes to her bit, like, her VT, and she's like, I mean, I've, I've moved house before. Like, it's not really an excuse yeah. to be horrible to someone. Like, we've all moved house.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I know. She was um, just,
1: like, clutching at straws. Like, what can I use? Like... A dead pet? No, I've just moved house. Let me just say it's because I moved house.
0: Truly, she should have been like, guys, I've been going through a pandemic. I don't think any of you quite understand how hard it is to go through a pandemic. You guys
1: have no Um, idea how hard it's been living in a pandemic.
0: One of my other favourite things was she had this face roller, which I'm a big face roller fan, but she kept rolling her face when she was trying not to cry, which I just couldn't stop laughing. It was the funniest thing they were like out in public and she'd be like I'm just gonna roll my face so I don't cry
1: while she was talking she'd be like okay okay just rolling her face it was
0: um, very funny. something else I noticed else just happened? at the beginning well something that I clocked at the beginning which is interesting is it's this episode was like sponsored by Airbnb Lux which was how they got wow. their house which I didn't even know was a thing but I'm obviously now going to be looking into Airbnb Luxe <laughs>
1: yeah, if they want to, you know, sponsor this podcast, that would be lovely,
0: I mean, be locked, but do you think that house, oh, wow, okay, yeah, Um. so then something else that happened with, was a big fight between Garcelle and Lisa Rinner, which, again, I didn't really understand, it was all very coded, and about the stuff that happened at the end of last season with denise richards and brandy and whether or not they had a threesome which honestly i'm so bored of now Like i'm so
1: bored of i just don't know why garcelle keeps bringing it up they've had so many conversations now about like what lisa did i still don't really get what lisa did she just didn't take denise's side but i don't know why it's, it's still de- such a big
0: deal lisa was desperate for denise to tell the truth which was i think obviously planted by someone from bravo like They had fuck all for that season. They needed a plot line. And Lisa Rinna kind of needed to be this producer, like pushing Denise to say that she had a threesome. But why is it still this big a deal? And it's funny, like, obviously we love female friendship and female friendship is our big thing. But Garcelle's whole point now seems to be that Rinna was a bad friend to someone else. And she's like, you're a bad friend, you're a bad friend. And I'm sort of like you're in your like 50s like does it really matter if she's a bad friend I, I really Richard?
1: think they're just trying again like you said that was just a very dry storyline and now they're obviously trying to carry it on it's so done and tried and I thought that bit where Lisa Rinna told that fucking weird story about Harry Hamlin's friend raping someone and everyone was like what like That was insane. It was insane. It reminded me of... So when I was younger, we went on this school trip and we had this teacher called Miss Harry's and we were camping in Wales and Miss Harry's was really, really strict. And me and my, my friends in our tent, we were being really, really loud one night and to get us to shut up, she came into our tent and she said, just want to tell you a bedtime story. And she goes, there was once a group of girls camping in Wales, just like you, and they all got raped and murdered. Anyway, good night, girls. And then she left. She was like, they're in their tent, and then somebody came in and raped and murdered all of them. Then she went, anyway, Good night, girls. And then we shut up. She did it, that's, so we stopped speaking. That's terrifying. It's insane. But that's what Rinna did. I was like, why are you talking about this? It doesn't deflect in any way. It's just a really odd anecdote to make what point. Like, I didn't what understand Rina, it.
0: So what I figured out, the point Rinna was trying to make is I... She said, I needed, I was so angry with Denise. for." No- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Not telling the truth about having a threesome. And the fact that she wouldn't tell the truth about having a threesome Was enough, was grounds enough for me to end our friendship? And then she said, It's like when one of Harry's friends raped someone, that was grounds for him ending that friendship. And it was like, No, those are not the same thing. That's what I mean.
1: And then it goes to Garcelle, and Garcelle was like, I just can't believe she's comparing this to like someone raping a woman. Like, it was so odd. I mean, Rina is so random. Like, exact quote
0: from Garcelle, she said, she should never tell that story again yeah that was it. it was so good She was like she should never tell that story again I was like, yeah, please. she should never tell that story again Unfortunately, it was really weird it, it was TV. really weird it was really wild and I think not to be premature but I think Rinna might be grasping at straws to stay on the show
1: yeah, I mean, she hasn't been, like, the same. She hasn't been the same in the season. But I also do think it's just, like, you know, if you think about Dorit, like, Dorit's barely been in it this season. And I think it's just because this season's kind of going to be about Sutton now and then it's just all going to be about Erica.
0: Yeah, and Kath- and Kathy for some comic relief. Yeah, um, but then, oh, my God, my I have to f- say. Oh, sorry. Sorry, one of my other favourite moments, just quickly, was Garcelle calls Dorit Dorit. Oh, my God. She clocked that. She goes, where's Dorit?
1: That's what I called her for so long when I started, when she came into Beverly Hills, I was like, Dorit.
0: So? That's so funny. Little Dorit. Little
1: Dorit. But Dorit, I mean, I rewatched last week's episode the other day with my friend and that bit, the picture of the Tower of Pisa, like, now that you pointed it out, is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's like, oh, yeah. it's almost Photoshopped it is. Yeah. It's like you know when you go to like a cafe and they've got a photo booth and you can get a picture with the Tower of Visa, like it's a really bad picture. Um so I watched the Paris Hilton documentary finally, oh, like yes. so What'd late. You think? I thought it was incredible. I really thought it was incredible. But Kathy is a different person in that. Yeah. Yeah. Different. And then Emily, my friend, was saying that there's loads of stuff online about how they think that she's done Beverly Hills to try and redeem. So now she's acting all wacky and weird because the way that she was portrayed in that documentary is stone cold, hard, like conservative woman. And the stories that Paris told and all of Kathy's interviews in that documentary are so, I mean, she's a different person.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I I think the two multitudes, I think she contains multitudes and I think, you know, you could. I think she. I don't think you can act the like wackiness that she is. I think she'd be an Oscar-winning actress if she could do that. No, I think but you I can definitely think... act that.
1: Loads of people okay. think all of that stuff was staged.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah, I follow because, this Instagram yeah, account. So we're talking about the Paris Hilton made an amazing documentary on YouTube, and Kathy's kind of the villain of it. Mm. Um. Ah, uh, but they also just think. I think. She, Her and Paris are still close. And I think she understood that Paris needed to show that side of her life. But I do think Kathy wanted to have Real Housewives in the bag when that documentary came out so that she knew it wasn't going to be, like, the final word on her.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think, like, obviously you can have, like, so many different layers and, like, personalities in one person. But I think it's, like, I was just watching it in that order, like Mm. watching her on Beverly Hills and then watching the the documentary, I was just like, wow, this is so interesting. Because it's not actually just her, it's the way that she is known as. She's very right-wing, like all the Republicans, very traditional, very conservative. And then I guess some of the things she's doing on this season of Beverly Hills is sort of seen as a bit more like left loony-like vibe. So it's just interesting. It's just, like, the way, like, yeah. you're... And, like, similarly, like, I was watching the Kardashians today and, like, when Kyle is in the Kardashians, she's the best. On Like, when she's with Chris and Faye, they love each other so much. It's, like, the nicest yeah. thing to watch. And then I think on Beverly
0: Hills, she's portrayed really differently. Do you know what I mean? I completely agree. I was watching the Kardashians today as well. I... Was gonna text you being like, "Spent the day with my best friends, the kind yeah, love
1: family. They are
0: my oldest and dearest, but um, I yeah, I know Kyle's very portrayed very boring on Beverly Hills, and obviously we know that all these shows aren't real. Um, but it is interesting how the different lights bring out the different people. Um, well, I think I think it's about
1: when on Beverly Hills,
0: they're not actually all best friends, you know, like no
1: they're put together whereas like when carl's with chris and ray and faye they're all such cl- like close close friends that you're just watching them have loads of fun because i've always been a bit weird with carl because i always find her so stiff and so like so miss perfect stiff. and so like projecting her perfect wonderful life yeah and then i found i thought this episode you know the one that's her and chris and faye go to palm yeah. springs yeah um
0: i think kyle often gets burdened with the job of like making the group cohesive mm. and making the group work like she I think she's always the one like Erica Garcelle and Dorit are really just doing their own thing and Kyle is always the one that has to like bring everyone together look after the people that don't have as many friends and I think that role just makes her boring because she's mm. just having to like people please the whole time totally um, I, I, I really agree wish I wish we got to see more of the real Kyle. And we also know how reserved Kyle is. Like, remember how long Kyle spent trying to cover up all the stuff with Kim. Like, she didn't want anyone to know. I think there's a lot Kyle doesn't share. um, Yeah. Which I think just gets in the way of her character.
1: Yeah, I I think she's someone who's definitely got, like, a conflicted idea of herself. Because you can tell, actually, that when she when she is just relaxed and, like, around people that she loves, she mm. is really fun. And then I just feel probably as some part of, like, social anxiety or, like, you know, it's a thing that we all have a tendency to do where we want everyone else to have a good time because we're so not having a good time. Like, yeah. it's, it's all, like, a projection, basically. Like, we're not having a good time, so we want to make sure everyone's having a good time so they don't notice that we're not having a good time.
0: Yeah. And then sometimes That's I hilarious.
1: think with her, because she's, like, the original one in that car. She is given that job, like, to just make sure everyone's okay. And, like, she's always the one that has to, like, go to Sutton's room and ask her if she's Mm -hmm. okay, go to Crystal's room. Like, must be exhausting.
0: Totally. And I think, is she really the only one left?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it must be exhausting. And I think probably none of them are that good friends of hers, except Kathy. But Kathy and her seem much more like sisters than friends. Mm-hmm. Which would be tough. I mean, not to bring it back to the Kardashians, but one of the reasons I do think the Kardashians is an excellent show is because they are all genuinely, obviously, friends. And you get more out of them sometimes than on Real Housewives when you can tell if it was up to these women, they would not be in the house. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And I think that definitely shows. But then in a way, it's you then sometimes do just get much better drama when they yeah. are people that would never be friends. And then suddenly they're putting the, like, Sutton and Crystal would never be friends.
0: Yeah, because you know also on Kardashians, whenever they have a fight, you know that ultimately it's going to be fine because they're sisters, yeah. whereas yeah. unless you get proper fights. um, Just to finish up the recap, it ends with all the girlies back home receiving a text from Erica announcing her divorce from Tom
1: mic drop I mean we all know mic- we all know it's coming but we, also are coming. we all knew it. and you you said it last week you were like I know exactly what they're gonna do it's gonna be the last 20 seconds of next week's episode because yeah. it was in the like like preview from this week's episode um I had one thought now I know sometimes I might sound like not pessimistic but I'm always like skeptical about things but I had one thought about this which was and I might just be totally wrong. I, I don't, mm. like, know too much about, like, law. Tom's level of wealth, right? Yeah. Like, they are seriously rich and their house is, yeah. like, insane and they've got so many staff and stuff. Yeah. Would he, without having done all of this stuff he's been doing, have been able to be that rich?
0: No. So this is the whole thing about Because then Tom that is- might be why she
1: might have questioned... Like, where all the money's coming from. I don't know.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. No, because I don't think she'd necessarily know that. Like, the thing about Tom is he was a very successful lawyer, but he always... Their life always seemed a lot more expensive than what he'd make even as, like, the top, top, top lawyer. But... And it turned out it was because he had been stealing and embezzling. And, yeah... I just don't, I think she has too much pride. I do not think Erica would have been talking about how great her relationship with Tom was a week before the divorce if she knew it was coming.
1: Yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, I agree. But then I just think, like, God, so quickly say, I'm divorcing you. And obviously it was because she knew the news was going to break. I need to know more. I need to. I need to, we, I need to watch the story play out. There's. I have so many questions. But that's just the one thought I had, which is like, you know, I know it's not the same, but like Rob Kardashian, you know, all of our our best friends' dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, they weren't like that rich.
0: Yeah. And he was a
1: rich top lawyer in that time. So like, because I was just thinking like the level of wealth that that like Tom that Tom and Erica have is like it's like next level money.
0: I know. like I did. I have, like money in the past, money. I have previously googled how is Tom that rich many times so it would be odd if Erica hadn't googled that herself but maybe he <laughs> had some way of explaining it <laughs> yeah
1: no I know and like you know it's like you said before which I do truly believe often people just don't talk to their partners about like the ins and outs of what they're doing you know it's just not not everyone's the same and like Especially if you're like a younger woman with an older man, you just meet them and they're already rich, so you don't yeah. even need to ask questions like they're already rich,
0: and also she had their relationship was built so much on respect, like you know, I think there was probably lots of things she wouldn't talk to her about i think not I think he probably had never even seen her without makeup on like I think they had a very formal relationship, in which case, of course she wouldn't have asked how yeah. he made this much money, yeah. Um I need to just really quickly get my laptop charger.
1: So will you wait one sec? Well, my, my laptop's gonna die.
0: Maybe I'll talk and then you won't have to edit this. So Yeah, perfect. I I just watched one of my favourite moments of reality TV ever, which is I'm watching the final season of the Kardashians and we are gonna do a full episode dedicated to the Kardashians once this season is wrapped up which should be like beginning of July but there was this moment in this episode where Scott and Kim are talking about that how they've been filming this show for 15 years and um Scott goes it's so weird that you know our lives have been like the Truman show for so long and Kim goes I know it's wild like I really don't know why we didn't call any of the kids truman and then they both pause <gasps> and they both go oh my god true true I realized that chloe kardashian called her daughter true and then they both start like hysterically laughing and they're like why don't we call her truman i can't believe she called her daughter truman it's the funniest moment oh my god it's i love so that raw and real i loved it
1: i love that okay That's, tonight i'm gonna fi- get up to date with keeping up so nearly there's also the end. an
0: episode where um Kim and Chloe go and meet the person behind Norrie's Black Book. I've just watched that one. It's so good. It's so
1: funny when they're so calling good. up, like, all of their, like, like what's that cousin, <laughs> the older cousin, what's her name? um Cece. Cece, when they're like, is it you? Oh, I just said Cece and so I thought I stoned him.
0: Um, so Nori's Black Book is, like, the funniest parody Instagram account that takes pictures of Kim and Kanye's daughter North West and does captions as if it's her writing them. And the whole episode, like, the, com- the construct of the episode, if they're trying to find out who Nori's that, is. But also, the because
1: the the re- they, like, they're reading the captions, and they're going, how does she know all of this? How is it supposed to know all of this stuff? Like, because she's saying specific things about, like, Chicago, and, like, they're like, it might- has to be a member of our family, because, like, whoever's writing this really knows our family. And but then I my favourite thing brand. they
0: say is, they're like, oh they realize it's not someone they know and they go oh I mean we should have known it's not someone we know because if we knew anyone that funny we'd hang out with them all the time that is and my favorite goes, line Chloe goes yeah we don't know anyone that funny I wish we no did. no yeah yeah she's like I wish I knew
1: someone that funny I'm like oh my god you would love us you would love yeah. us
0: it's so sad though it's a moment of real honesty because Chloe's like yeah we don't know anyone funny
1: but also what's cute is like every single person they call the first, they're like, Are you Nori's Blackbook? And they go, I fucking wish I was Nori's Blackbook and it's like they all definitely laugh
0: about it so much. I know. And I now want to follow that girl that is Nori's Blackbook. She seems amazing.
1: I know, what a what a legend. Can you imagine? What? Then
0: having a whole storyline on keeping up with the Kardashians. She's an icon, she's a legend, she is the moment. Um Yeah, okay. Good for her. What, what else have you been consuming this week?
1: um i am not gonna lie i'm not sure what i've been consuming okay well
0: i'll start because i've had a very consumption heavy week um very excitingly i went to the cinema
1: (gasps) love
0: Um, please i love the cinema um i sound like i'm like yeah. an alien I love so does anybody
1: cinema. listening cinema, if you haven't heard of the cinema the it's cinema. really really nice Really nice. no but the I do really nice.
0: in pre-covid times I do all go like all the time and in it, I lived in New York for a long time and I used to go to the movies like every week on my own so it was like a real ritual for me but I didn't go on my own I went with my mum my mum and dad and we went to see A Quiet Place too, which if you are thinking about going back to the cinema for the first time I cannot recommend this enough. It's such a fucking good movie. I forgot what it's like to watch, like, a, it's like thriller, scary, not too scary. But I mm-hmm. forgot what it's like to, it was like meditation. Like, I didn't think about anything else for an hour and a half. I was just gripped by this film. I had popcorn. I had a big drink that was watered down. I loved, I just loved every minute of it. I left feeling like I'd been to like a spa. <laughs>
1: oh wow okay
0: it was one of the best
1: days of my year not gonna lie what? um okay I need to go to the cinema I need to go to the cinema i also looking at my hair I need to get my hair highlighted it's
0: okay, so, so dark I'm so gripped you so much with that description <laughs> of my beautiful <laughs> experience yes the beautiful um, cinema it's a really experience. good film I don't want to like John Krasinski but it is a really good film and oh I love him oh I don't know I find him kind of annoying like white guy oh, really annoying
1: I like mister oh no I love him
0: um I also um, watch all of feel good have you watched feel good yet Season two? uh yes
1: I have actually started the new season but I haven't finished it I want to do a date this weekend where I just finish the whole thing but um, I love May I mean, May, Martin. and, and May and Martin's so incredible
0: Netflix show um second season the second season I think is even better than the first it good I mean if you're interested in things that deal with trauma and mental health watch that don't listen to this podcast because it deals with like trauma and PTSD in the most incredible way and as someone with PTSD it's very hard to show it on screen and I think the show did it so well yeah
1: it's it's so good is so talented like it's a really good show I'm honestly, I can't think of anything I've consumed, Scarlett. I'm not going to (laughs) lie on it.
0: Okay, I've got one more thing. A book (laughs) that I've read called A Swim in the Pond in the Rain, which is by this American, it's really good. It's by this American author called George Saunders, who writes short stories mostly. And it's very cool because he's basically picked 10 short stories by Russian writers. So there's like two by Chekhov, two by... Dostoevsky, whatever, they're like the most famous Russian writers, they're short stories. And then after each story, he writes a little of like a chapter about why he loves that story, what it means to him, like all the different themes in it. And it's sort of like half academic, but really readable. The Russian st- short stories are amazing, like they're so funny and weird. You feel like they were written like today. And um it's a really nice book, so you can kind of dip in and out. So that's been my reading for the week. Love that.
1: I have actually started reading Jessie Ware's new book, Omelette, which is so vibey and kind of like what I want to do one day, which is even though I'm not very good at cooking, but like have like a book of my silly stories with like my fun recipes. I want to do one that's just alcoholic beverages, like all my different cocktail recipes. But um, I love Jessie. I think she's so warm and like personable and the way that she writes is really nice. And that's probably I've just been watching so much Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm whizzing through. I'm nearly up to present day. So after that, my references might start to be a bit more fresh, but I just got to I've got to get to the end of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So much has been going down.
0: I need to start watching it. Um I also can't wait to read Jessie's book. Jessie is like there's something so amazing about her because she's this awesome Pop star that's like the coolest, most intimidating, incredible person. But then she's also the warmest, loveliest person that you feel. She's would, like, so lovely. Give you a hug. She's the best. I think she shows that to be a pop star, you don't have to be like scary and cold and mysterious. Um, have you read? I agree, more... and like. You go. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And I have what heartburn.
0: Yeah, have you read heartburn?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah I think like that's obviously I what like, ev- everyone everyone's trying to do like stuff like that but i just well, i, I think, think it's
0: fucking hard to do and i think jesse's the person to do it and this oh book yeah seems for sure.
1: like no i've just read quite, i have read quite a few not jesse's because jesse's is like really it's very much like stories about food it, it's 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 specifically about food basically like yeah. as a book and like different stories of like different times of like eating food and like learning different things um but I, yeah, she's just one of those people, like, I just think she's so supportive, like, other women, and, like, genuinely is, like, really just, like, she, I just always feel like she's, like, a champion of, of things, and I I really like that.
0: I completely agree, we love you, Jessie, probably yeah. not listening till now, because, yeah, we, this really has been a sleepy, sleepy, sleepy actually everything. loves
1: all of the Real Housewives. Whenever I post about Real Housewives on my story, she always replies. She loves Real Housewives, so
0: maybe, maybe she, she can. Could... One person listening to our podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessie and Mummy. Um, um, I
1: what um I've just been really really hamming that. I don't even you know Scarlett like when I'm stressed, I can't even listen to podcasts. I just I love Olivia Rodrigo. She's really getting me through at the moment. Woo! loving that i'm just listening to so much music mm. um i'm re-listening to harry styles's album because one of my friends just saw him in the men's ponds on Hampstead heath and now it's made me fantasize him about him all over again like in a really <laughs> in- intense way like i'm dreaming about him loads so um I'm, I'm consuming harry styles
0: now that you know he's so close
1: so close he lives near me not to bait you out harry but like you know i'm coming to you <laughs>
0: um cool well i think that's probably all i think it's bedtime i think it's bedtime but um thank you so much if you're listening i joke but we have had some really lovely responses to this and we're really enjoying doing it and if you are enjoying it please do share it or text it to someone or like or rate or review or subscribe because we really want to be able to keep doing this
1: yeah we love doing it And this is so nice to be able to do this in bed and just feel so relaxed and calm with you Yeah, and i love you sleepy
0: We won't be a sleepy next time but sleep no. well my little grace and i will see you next week
1: love you